Gary. What up, Elle? Where the hell you at? C'est le bon. C'est le bon temps roulé, Gary. That's Creole for you're about to get into a lot of trouble. What the hell? We just started. Well, <laughs> welcome to the L. Duncan Show. I'm just feeling really, I'm just feeling really Louisiana-ish because I'm in Baton Rouge. Hence, ah. the Creole, c'est le bon temps roule, means let the good times roll. It is a common turn of phrase around these parts, especially before Mardi Gras, before debauchery, pretty much known as any day of the week in New Orleans, they're getting after it. And that's where we are because college game day, women's basketball, the first one on the road. So I'm joining you from a hotel room in downtown Baton Rouge. I got to be honest with you, Gary. I'm in such a weird situation because I am posted in front of my hotel window. For those of you yes. that are watching on YouTube, thanks for that. You can see that. You can see the hotel bed behind me. But yep. the weird thing is, and has this ever happened to you? Where there's another hotel or business office building directly across the street from you. And there is someone that I'm like having a stare down with as he stares at me from his window, looking at me, looking back out into his window. I have an excuse. I'm taping a podcast. Why is this man staring at me? Oh, he's just, he just got nothing else going on. He's just looking at you. It's feeling a little... You know, horror movie-ish. You know, every yeah, good horror suspense movie starts with someone minding their business, then they see murder happen across the way, and they get involved, and then everything goes awry. Elle, I just feel like maybe after this podcast, if you want to even preempt it and let the front desk know that you would like a room change, something closer to an elevator that doesn't have a view. I don't know. I'm just saying, just because I, I would love to see you get back to Bristol, which also reminds <laughs> me of one of the scariest lines in cinematic history, which is comes from one of the scariest movies in cinema history, The Strangers. And at the end of that movie, the victims were like, why did you choose us? And the killers were like, because you were home. Oh, he's looking at you because the strangers, you, you are I there. I am with you. Gary, Gary, I'm with you. The Strangers yes. is one of the creepiest, scariest. Like, I have never felt more sort of attacked Yes. Because, you know, horror movies, typically, it's like, whatever, I don't believe in demons or ghouls or monsters anymore, so that's fine. But the idea mm -hmm. that, like, you're just chilling, kicking it, little getaway, that looked like yep. an Airbnb I would rent tomorrow. And then just yep. murder show up and knock on the door. It feels unreal. It feels as scary as the idea that you could have an 80% winning percentage and have the second Segway. best record in the entire NBA and still lose your damn job. Come on, Bucks. Why'd Gary, you get fired, Adrian Griffin? This is horrifying. Because we wanted to. <laughs> Yo, because you yeah, what the hell? Your phone. Straight up, because you were here. You were fireable. You were next in line. Like, damn, I won 30 some odd games. We have the second best record in the Eastern Conference to your point. There are no signs of us not getting to at least a deep run in the playoffs. Why you, why you gotta do me like that? And it's not even just Adrian Griffin getting the ax, being a first-year head coach, and he was only around for 233 days. But this guy has history in the organization. He wasn't brought off the streets 
you know, to just sort of parachute into this program, into this system, into this locker room. He's been part of the locker room. He's been part of the system. He's been an assistant coach. The general manager named his family's dog after Adrian Griffin. They were neighbors in the same, um, the same condo complex. Uh, Ramona Shelbourne wrote a awesome piece that sort of gives us a peek behind the curtain. That's where I'm getting all this information from. This dude was one of Milwaukee's own and he got done dirty. L, what the hell? Yeah. Well, yeah. Milwaukee's own Milwaukee's best. None of them are particularly good. And the problem <laughs> is for Adrian Griffin. Cause the first thing I hear, first thing I'm thinking, I'm going to be honest when I hear this is okay. Either Giannis hates his guts, right? Which yes. from what I'm hearing is not true. We have inside sources who are like, that's not true. Nope. Giannis didn't go to them and say, take this man's job. And I'll be real. The second thing I thought was, if you're firing this man with that winning percentage, the mm -hmm. best winning percentage of a head coach to get fired since Blatt with the Cavs, and we all know that's because LeBron didn't like him. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, did he do an email? I did. The first thing I did was go, where's there an email? That was con completely shut down. They're like, Adrian Griffin's like the best dude, great guy. Truly, from what I'm understanding, he just felt like it's all on the line this year for this team. And to go from the fourth best defense last year to 22nd this year, in yeah. particular, you give up 113 and what, like 130 points to Detroit in the same mm -hmm. week. They just felt like, despite the fact that they are still second in the East, they've played the easiest record, strength of record in all of NBA thus far. And they don't feel like that they're streaking towards a championship, which is exactly why they fired Coach Bud. So if they felt like they were headed for another first round exit, I see why you do it, but it just feels, it just feels dirty. It's super dirty. And here's why I think they, I think a lot of people can agree that they sort of jumped the gun on this one. And here's why it's not like a win right this second scenario. That's obviously the expectation. They're only three seasons removed from winning the NBA title. But Giannis just signed a three-year extension. It's not like he's going to, at the end of this season, if they fall flat or fall short of a championship, just dip on Milwaukee. He's under contract for the next three years. Damian Lillard is with the Bucks. They made that trade for him. I'm not saying that this has to fall on the players, but like let this sort of let this play out how it's playing out. I mean, we haven't even reached the all-star break of the season. We haven't reached the acquisition point of the season, the trade deadline of the season where teams can get better for the stretch run of this year. And to be honest with you, Milwaukee did a little bit of this themselves by trading away the big reason why last year they were a top five defense and this year they're a bottom five defense, Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday. It's crazy. It's as if mm -hmm. Adrian Griffin doesn't call those shots. Like he was the one who had to interview with Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Drew Holiday last season as a finalist. And then he obviously won those guys over in the interview and then started the season. One of the guys that he interviewed with, who obviously signed off on him to whatever degree uh, Milwaukee Bucks ownership gives these players to sign off, isn't even part of the team anymore. So I don't know, man, for Adrian Griffin to have to be a fall guy this this quickly in the season, it's right. It, it, you said it perfectly. It just, it feels grimy. It feels dirty. And I don't understand yeah, well, why, but real quick, real quick, you know who feels awesome about this? The equipment manager, he's like, oh, thank God, it wasn't me. 
the laundry was being done well. Remember when Giannis went crazy on uh, after that loss on January 6th? Called him like, out. Everybody's yeah. got to do better. The equipment guy, they have to wash our clothes better. <laughs> so now you know the equipment manager. Everybody's got to like, do a better job. Like, man, those clothes are clean. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, the sacrificial lamb is out. And yeah, right facts. away, they decided to get a coach. Apparently, they had eyed uh, that they were going to get uh, Doc Rivers. He's a guy that they circled. They wanted someone that they could literally plug and chuck. It's very late in the season. Championship pedigree. We all know Doc Rivers' legacy and whatnot. How about Magic Johnson trying to do his best woes and scoop everybody, though, by just tweeting, congratulations to my friend. He's now going to be the head coach. So according to Woj, they are uh, finalizing the agreement for him to become the Bucks net head coach. But just six months, man. I'm just interested. What are the things that lasted longer than Adrian Griffin's tenure with the Bucks? Because he was hired in the summer, and uh-huh. we didn't make it to February. And I was thinking, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one that I just learned the other day because yes. it was hidden in the back of my fridge and I couldn't believe that it was still <laughs> good to go. Oh. Oat you? milk. Oat, Oat milk lasts at least five to six months. It didn't even make it as long as a carton of oat milk. Oat milk lasts for six months? Damn. That's why yeah. there's such a premium on I know. it. All right. Well, I mean, I guess yeah, in that leading same me to believe in, there's lots of preservatives in it. Yeah, well, uh, I guess in that sort of same vein, uh, cheese, <laughs> just your standard cheese, bread, milk, <laughs> eggs. I mean, it depends on it depends on what point in the evolutionary process you want to drink that milk. Do you want it kind of chunky? Do you want some blue cheese, blue cheesed milk? Um, if you're cool with Butter disregarding, milk. yeah, if you're cool with disregarding expiration dates. Everything in your fridge will last longer than Adrian Griffin. Twinkies, hot dogs, anything processed, turkey bacon, you name it. Oh. Especially the kind from Oscar Mayer. That shit never goes old. Kim Kardashian's marriage didn't make it as long, so at least he can say oh, that. Oh, to Miles Austin? Right? Brittany's oh. No, she never was married Chris, him. She, she was dating She was dating Miles. Guy. Was Chris Humphries, you're Humphrey. right. Chris Humphries, you're right. My bad. I, my mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I, got I got my light-skinned brothers mixed up. That's on me. That's on me. She was dating mm-hmm. Miles Austin yeah. for a quick second. Okay. What about Instagram threads, yeah. L? Right? Do oh, you yeah. We were really threads? on that for like a hot 48 hours. Yeah. And yes. the thing is, they were so genius, the threads, because they linked it to your Instagram. And now you can't get rid of a threads unless you get rid of your Instagram. So I have a threads. I just haven't posted in it in like two to three months. I never even, I never bit, I never fell for it. They're like, y'all, you're going to start a threads. I was like, I'm not going to start a threads because this was right on the tail end of people being like, are you going to start a be real? And I'm like, I'm not going to start a be real. I, I was one of the first to market at ESPN on TikTok and you know, I'm on Snapchat and that's sort of the limit to which I can extend my social media tentacles. All right. Now I'm focused on multi-platform shows with my friend L on YouTube and Spotify and everywhere else you have internet. Uh plug. What about the life uh Ooh, what about the life cycle of a mosquito? A woman a female mosquito lasts about What's 6 that? months. 6 months. That's how long oh, uh, okay. a female mosquito. There you go. He, um he did outlast uh the life cycle of a male male mosquito. They only last 7 to 10 days. RIP. Ah, oh, nice. So they're yeah. born. What's the they do animal? A little humping, what? And then they die. I always loved the idea that even with insects, even men insects, just need to get that thing so bad they're willing to die for it. I 
I always appreciated that about nature. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to die after this, but you hey. could, looking kind of fly on that leaf right there, boo. <laughs> killing them. No, literally killing them. <laughs> Ayo. That... Ooh, you be killing them. You be killing them. <laughs> That shawty is to die for. Nah, for real. Because like once we do this thing, I'm going to die. <laughs> so the good news is Doc Rivers is back in the NBA. And hopefully his tenure goes better in Milwaukee than certainly it did in, in the Sixers. Mm -hmm. The other good news, I suppose, for those people who are out there looking for jobs is that because Doc Rivers was, of course, one of our colleagues calling games alongside the incomparable Mike Breen and Doris Burke, there's a job opening, folks. For yeah. a play-by-play -play on the premium primetime game every week for ESPN. And I think I know who is throwing their hat or voice in the ring to fill those big shoes. And that person is Hornets play-by-play, -play, Eric Collins, who had arguably the best free throw call of all time. Take a listen. He's never made a free throw as a pro. But he has now. That is a man who is passionate about a 10-win, a 10-win Charlotte Hornets basketball team. Mm -hmm. You can't fake that. that passion. I 100% love that. I love when play-by-play -play announcers are just like on bath salts. Like my thing is, and they talk to us about, about this a lot, Gary, because me and you have a lot of – and I know they said it to me when I first started SportsCenter, and I know they said it to you when you first started doing SportsCenter, which is that, hey – if you start your energy level at a 10, you literally can't go anywhere. So if you start, what up? Then what happens when something actually does predicate you having that kind of energy? You've already blown your load. And this guy, Eric, never received that message, literally starting at 1,000 and then just going up from there. Here's, our th here's the thing with our boy Eric Collins. They were like, yo, if you start at a 10, you got nowhere to go. And Eric was for sure like, yes, I do. Because 11 comes after 10, and then you got 12, 13, 14, 15. The numbers go on and on. And I'm rocking with Eric for that. Yeah, he, I do. I, I respect it. And I think at some point, listen, I was the Hawks sideline reporter the year that they won 13 games. Oh. 13 in the whole season, guys. Oh. In the whole season, folks. And so you like, and when you work for the team, like Eric does, you have to be really positive. And it's really hard to be positive when there's nothing to be positive about. So I'd have to say things like, you were down 27 after one, but then you came back before the half and are now down just 20. How do you feel as you approach the second half? I mean, you just come up with like any reason to make things good, right? And that's what Eric's doing. He's like, if you for some reason at home are watching the hornets let me reward you by at least yeah. having something some fodder you could laugh at i think he is sort of falling on the sword if you will for this horrible team but he got me thinking this guy eric collins totally relatable he has me believing that me and you could be play-by-play -play announcers one day if we really wanted to that's facts and so i think you should audition right now for this role that's opening up at ESPN. Let's see if maybe we can get you a couple of looks on the play-by-play -play circuit. Have you ever well, thought of like what your signature call would be? As a matter of fact, El, thank you so much for asking. I actually just put uh put a put an Instagram reel um pertaining to this very topic and you should go check it out, the Kimchi Poppy. I have an entire ongoing list of sports center lines, but they can also um they can also be used in really any other fashion. These are this is the brain dump. 
right? This is the brain dump that I go through when I when I'm when I'm inspired by something and I just jot it down and I'm like, at some point over the course of a broadcast, I'm gonna be able to use one of these lines. So okay, I'll give you something right now. I'll give you something right now. I'm not I'm not gonna give you a 10. I'm gonna give you something like suave and something chill and something nasty. All right, here we go. Because <clears throat> I used this in a highlight the other day. Jason Tatum. Little layup off the glass, right? So I was like, oh, Jason Tatum, nice little hoop, harm, completes it. Celtics up by 20. The very next play. Oh, it's Jason Tatum going full Cameron. He's a changed man. Look at the range, man. Because he shot a three from like 40 feet away. So, you know, it's context. It's He finished with the layup off the glass. Very next play, he's, he's pulling deep from three. And obviously, our close personal friend Cameron, all right, the millennials will understand that mm -hmm. reference. And here's the thing with me. References aren't for everybody, all right? If everybody gets the reference, it's not a good reference. It's got to be niche. It's got to be sure. niche, all right? So that's, yeah. that's just a little no, sample. No, we know that. We know. You, you, like, you like a reference and a joke that you have to explain Thank ad you. nauseum with a full Thank thesis. You. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, see, and you that's understand. That's why your stand-up career has gone incredibly well. Well, here's the thing about here's the thing about stand up. All right, here's the thing about stand up. I'm currently sitting down and I'm still and I'm still delivering okay. these jokes. Here's the thing about stand up. I'm going to, I'm okay. going to improv tonight, L, cuz you know why? I'm always learning. I'm always getting better. Just like play-by-play -play guys, just yeah. like the color guys, you know what I'm saying? They're just they're always getting better. Why do you have to bring race into this, Gary? I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Yo, put an Asian guy on the call for the first time. Let me make history. <laughs> I think that I, uh, I'm definitely a reference person. You know how much I love music. So I do it all already in all of my highlights. I just, at any point, will try and make it a song if possible. Like if someone's of name is punnable, if someone's name will. reminds me of a song, I'm just going to do that. But there is one thing I've been trying to get going for many years now. And curiously, no one has bit. But maybe folks here will take this and run with it. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm Mike Green. Imagine okay. this. All right. And someone comes and like whatever into the game, five seconds, LeBron for the win, makes it. And I say, he must be fish because he killed it. There you go. Oh, there must be a delay. I didn't hear your laugh. <laughs> so, you know, as as a friend, as a colleague, as a confidant, I'm just going back to like the, you know, you've really tried for years to make that a thing. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, like, uh, does that have an expiration date? You know what I'm saying? Where you could maybe just let that one live in the afterlife. You know what I'm saying? Just like, it's not. That one should have expired with Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not quite oat milk. I like it though. If NBA takes a game to, okay, to there, it's quite relevant, culturally significant and relevant. Oh, NBA in, NBA in Scotland? You think that's coming? You think there's a big market for the NBA in Scotland? It's a, hey, it's a global game. We're about, what, two weeks away from the trade deadline. We already saw a pretty mm -hmm. big trade between the uh, Miami Heat. They sent Terry Rozier. Uh, to Miami, Kyle Lowry. Get on out of here, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think that's a pretty good pickup for sure. So I can't get into the weeds about the significance of Scary Terry going from Charlotte, which is obviously not a contender, to now the Miami Heat. And he obviously gives them an 
instant jolt of scoring and energy and youth um, at the point position. What I'm forecasting and what I'm looking more forward to is the inevitable Boston-Miami playoff series where Scary Terry tries to exact his revenge from getting traded from Boston to Charlotte along with Gordon Hayward a couple of years ago. I love those storylines just the way I like Doc Rivers uh, going to the East and him inevitably going to have to go through either Philadelphia and or Boston if he's going to get the Bucks to where they want to go. So everything storyline-wise in the Eastern Conference is shaping up for something nice. I feel like Terry Rozier, though, I mean, I know he was a Celtics and he was drafted by the Celtics, but like it doesn't really feel like a revenge story. No, like it doesn't. <laughs> to me, you think Terry Rozier had like a significant enough sort of impact there for it to be like a true like, look what you did to me, Boston, and now I'm exacting revenge. I mean, Doc won a championship yeah. with the Celtics. He was fired by the Sixers, you know, sort of acrimoniously. I don't see it. Here's here's how I here's how I measure this level of maybe revenge is a little bit too strong of a word, but Terry Rozier had such an impact to where Boston. Celtics fans, the Green Brigade, created merch around his Scary Terry likeness, his Scary Terry namesake. So he had a profound of enough impact to the Celtics fan base that they made this dude. Remember Barstool? They had the Scary Terry shirts, and you know he was that dude. And it ended up coming out that like this dude was really about that life too, like off the court as well. So <laughs> I just I don't know. I liked everything that came along. With Terry Rozier, uh, I can't recall. Was it? Was it? Was it? Did he? What, did he get traded because we were bringing in Kemba Walker? Was that why? At any rate, he's gone, and it'll be a nice little. Oh yeah, remember Terry Rozier? He had a pretty good impact when he was with the Celtics. But that's for a May June storyline. I was gonna say that's um, definitely a story. It's it's so interesting too. It's really funny how the dynamic sort of shifts from the NFL. You can tell right now if you're listening or watching what's happening in the sports world, especially at a place like ESPN that doesn't focus on just one sport. We are reaching the conclusion like college football is over. You've already started to see more basketball popping mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. We're reaching the finish line towards the NFL, right? Yep. We've got conference title games this weekend. Then we've got a week off with the Pro Bowl and then the Super Bowl. But I'm watching the other day, NBA Today, and they have a countdown clock up. Now, folks, in the TV world, a countdown clock is utilized just to show the timeliness, right? Like how important this is. Like this is – it's coming. They had a countdown clock for the trade deadline, and it was like 16 days and 23 hours. I'm like, oh, man, we are really trotting this thing out early. Uh, so there's still plenty to be decided in the next 16 to 17 days. That is not the case when it comes – to the NFL, I am so pumped for these games. And, you know, listen, it's my husband's 40th birthday, Omar. Shout out to Omar. Today? We're going to Panama. Not Panama oh. City Beach. No. I'm in Baton Rouge. I got Women's Game Day. From here, we're going to Panama. And not Panama City Beach. I appreciate everyone that thinks that I'd take my husband to the Redneck Riviera for his 40th, but I would not. Well, we're going to the country of Panama. Eh. And my poor husband, like... Whenever a man inevitably either knows that I do sports for a living or finds out, they always say the same thing. Man, what a lucky husband you got. Let me tell you, though, even a huge sports aficionado like Omar, at some point, it's like, bro, all you do is look at sports and watch sports and talk about sports. Like, 
unplug. And so I'm not going to lie to you. We're going to Panama this weekend. I want him to feel loved and I want to do all the things and the jungle tours and the boats. and blah, 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 blah. But like Sunday is lit and I really didn't have the heart to look him in the face and go, hey, whatever you think we're doing on Sunday in Panama, we are finding some bar somewhere and we are watching football all day. And he took that off my plate. He was like, I don't want to do on Sunday, but watch football because we've got two fantastic conference title games and we'll get to the Chiefs um, and the Ravens. But I found this so interesting as we get ready for the Niners and the Lions that Brock Purdy admitted that Kyle Shanahan told him over the summer as we're sort of talking about, is Brock Purdy really the guy? He's taking steps back. He's up. He's down. He's what? Kyle Shanahan told this man to his face after he rescued their season last year, rescued them, right? Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the NFL draft, comes in because their prize Jimmy Garoppolo can't stop getting hurt. Trey Lance is getting hurt. Everybody's hurt. Insert this guy, the seventh round pick. He won't do it. He takes them all the way to a title game, conference title game. Maybe they win it if he doesn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. So the idea that Shanahan has looked at him this summer and was like, we think that you are awesome. However, if we can get Tom Brady's old ass to come back, we are going to make him the starter and you're not going to play. I find that to be really, really intriguing and actually makes me respect Brock Purdy a little bit more because I understand who Tom Brady is, but you guys stop. Like he is not the solution to every single problem in the NFL. Just go trot his old ass out there. And I think Brock Purdy showed enough last year that you would have given him the respect of trying to be the guy from the beginning. See, uh, I disagree. And I disagree in the <laughs> sense that, listen, everything you said about Brock Purdy is true, but the game is the game. And I have a real life comparison here where I think a lot of people, and Brock Purdy obviously is one of those people who you just have to realize your mortality and you have to set ego aside and understand that the game is simply the game. All right, San Francisco is built to be a champion, and Tom Brady has proven that he can be a plug-and-play guy. He proved it in his first year at Tampa. They won a Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. We don't need to go over what he did in New England. And that is just something that you have to concede to if you are Brock Purdy. It's not like Kyle Shanahan was like, you're not going to be the future of this franchise. They were just like, right now, we have Tom Brady potentially on the hook to be uh, joining this team. You are still him, but you won't be him this season. And it reminded me of what happened just a couple of weeks ago, okay, at ESPN. This is when Bill Belichick uh, retired late night, and the next day it was wall-to-wall coverage, Belichick, 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 Belichick. And I remember getting a call. I actually got a text, and we talked about this, from our boss, and I woke up to it about an hour late. And what it was effectively going to be was, hey, can you come in? Because we're expanding our sports center coverage uh, for the Bill Belichick news. And I was like, this is awesome. But then when I called our boss, she was like, oh, no, we got it all covered. Come to find out, they got Hannah Storm to come in to do sports center because the game is the game. Sure. Yes, I could. Yes, I could have said yes. But Hannah Storm's going to be available. Gary, you're good. It's not that you're not going to be able to host in your designated time slot, but we got Hannah Storm coming in for this big show. We're good. You're good. Have a nice day. You still have your Friday, Saturday, Sunday show, but Hannah Storm's coming in to hold this one down for us. (laughs) So all that to say is 
Brock Purdy, you're him. But if we got Tom Brady and he's down for one last ride in the Bay Area, you're going to be the backup. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think that's I just I just think the idea is so stupid. I do. I think it's like a little bit short sighted. Like I understand if you're the Bucks, you're literally you're trying to loan you have to grow these dudes. Like, and then what happens? Mm -hmm. What? Like Tom Brady comes and you think you're gonna win a Super Bowl just because you're gonna plug him in. At some point, and this is everywhere, all due respect to any of the Hall of Famers, you gotta grow the next generation. You gotta turn to your bench. You've got to develop. Like that's the point is that we're so busy just trying to suckle the teat of former greats that we won't develop or build. And like, that's what's annoying to me is that if Brock Purdy, yes, who's been inconsistent and up and down in his sophomore run, like most quarterbacks tend to be, if that man fresh off a seventh round pick can't convince you to give him another run, that just don't understand. What is he supposed to do? The man took you to a game within a Super Bowl. He saved your season for you. And you never expected that he would. And if you didn't feel like he earned an opportunity, then whatever. But alas, he's here. Tom Brady, maybe the best decision, right? Let's say come. Tom Brady doesn't take them to a Super Bowl or a conference title game, which they're currently playing in this weekend. Then maybe you ruin Brock Pur Purdy's confidence, right? So it doesn't happen. Brock Purdy is the guy. Trey Lance, Trey Lance moves on. And, and now they're going to be facing um, a Lions team that everybody is really super into and excited about. I'm really about the Chiefs and Ravens. We are the L. Duncan Show, so if you want to know matchups, schemes, who's doing best there and what, please let me refer you to my girl, Mina Kimes, because her show is lit, and it's got all those <laughs> things, and she is going to fill you in on everything you need to know. On this show, we just like to make winners based on other things, like vibes, vibes content, yes. Yes. colors, fans, yeah. <laughs> and I'm throwing in another category here worthiness so what oh. we're gonna do is we're going to make our picks for the conference title games yes. based on those categories of yes. the matchups and you're gonna take that game with the niners and the lions what do you think okay vibes to Correct. me obviously 10 out of 10 nobody's uh, no uh, no remaining team in this playoffs is riding a higher vibe than d3 okay it's 10 out of 10 detroit content I've seen a lot of Detroit Lions content activity on Twitter, or excuse me, on TikTok. They are perpetually in the comments, which leads me to believe they have either a Gen Z or a millennial with their eyes and ears to the streets always. So again, Detroit winning that, uh, that affair as well. Team colors. There's just something about that San Francisco palette. Okay, that red, that gold, the, the the white trim, and they went to a sort of a, a neo-vintage throwback where they don't have the emboldened letters. It's just, mm, they have one of the prettiest palettes in the NFL. So I'm giving the advantage San Francisco, okay? I don't know if I'm supposed to give this a numerical, but basically it's Lions 2, San Francisco 1. Fans, again, Detroit winning this one. You can mess around and find yourself concussed in San Francisco, those fans are ruthless. They're relentless. Detroit, Midwestern charm, give me that. And then worthiness, both teams, it's a push. San Francisco has a fantastic roster. They have a lot of a people. A push? Shut up, Gary. It's not a push. Lions have never won a Super Bowl, and the Niners had Joe Montana. Bye. No. Well, no, no. I'm talking about this year's worthiness of players on that roster. I'm talking about worthiness in general. 
Oh, okay, well, okay, fine. I'll give okay, I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Detroit. Like, L. For worthiness, it's Detroit. Oh, you literally the Niners, theirs are your big they're Wall Street, man. They're big business. Like the Lions are the little guy, they're the everyman. Come on, Gary. Oh, you literally were just riding and caping for Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. Meanwhile, Detroit has a number one overall pick at quarterback. What are you talking about? San Francisco has that they traded for. They didn't draft him. They didn't draft him, and they and they lost their former. They lost their former number one overall quarterback in Matt Stafford because they wanted to set him free. That's what a great organization they are. They were like, you know what? You ain't doing here. We love you. We want to set you free because we love you. They let him go. They let him leave. He wins a Super Bowl. That team deserves a damn Super Bowl, Gary. And I'm actually a little disappointed. This I was with you. On vibes, content, colors, and fans, worthiness. I thought this was a no-brainer. I thought this was a slam dunk. You're tripping. Listen, the friendly fire is uncalled for, and I I must say, I must say it's taking me aback. I must say it's catching me sort of blindsided. Um, I was just sort of taking a worthiness? look. You're putting the night. You said it's a push. I th- it, I think the worthiness is a push. <laughs> El, enough about me. Break down the AFC Championship, okay? I don't like the spotlight being on me. I'm just, I'm shocked. What? I'm shocked. I really did think that there was a clear delineation between the haves and the have-nots, and I'm really, I'm devastated. I'm going to take the other game. I'm going to take the Chiefs okay. and the Ravens. Um, overall vibes? Yes. I think that's Ooh. a push. I don't know. I mean, Ooh. the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? Like, you've got... Travis Kelsey and you've got like the whole thing that they're doing. And now Jason Kelsey is a part of chiefs nation. And that's pretty cool. Uh, but then there's like the Ravens and I kind of dig their like every man salt of the earth, blue collar mentality too. You just on but purpose, not, really not going to mention. So I'm going to go Kansas city vibes. You just on purpose, not going to mention Taylor Swift being the catalyst of the vibes. Because, because- I'm getting there, Gary. Oh, my bad. My bad. Content. Okay. Okay. Content. I don't know. I don't follow TikTok like you. That's a push for me. So vibes right now is going towards the Chiefs. Team colors, Ravens. I love purple. I'm into it. Um, Super fans. Taylor Swift. This is where I'm going. Okay. I don't know any Baltimore fans. I don't know who's a super fan for Baltimore, but they do have Taylor Swift, and I think that means they take the cake. Yeah, Michael Phelps. Oh, hard- Michael Phelps. Okay. Yeah, Michael, Michael Phelps, hardcore Ravens fan. Still, I'm going to go with Taylor Swift there for super fans. Okay. And then worthiness. It's I. I'm actually really debating this for one reason. We all know that the Ravens are worthy more than the Chiefs, just because the Chiefs have already won a ton, right? They're a dynasty. Okay. However, this is where I'm torn. And I have really good friends that are Ravens fans. I'm really torn because they don't deserve Lamar Jackson. Those people didn't even want him. I have multiple friends that are Raven fans when this whole back and forth was happening in the offseason between Lamar and the team, and he was saying he wanted out, and da-da-da-da. I had plenty of Ravens fans that were like, let him go. He ain't that good. He's always hurt. He can't win in the playoffs. You had teams like the Falcons, the bust-ass Falcons that have no quarterback and have now fired another coach because of it, say out loud, We don't want Lamar. So the idea that he's having an MVP season and could potentially take them back to the Super Bowl, I kind of don't want them to have it. They don't really deserve it. They didn't want that man. I'm going to say worthiness is the Ravens. So we've got vibes, Chiefs, content, a push, team Mm. colors, 
Ravens, super fans, Chiefs, worthiness, Ravens. I think that this game on Sunday is going to end in a tie. <laughs> Yo, the 49ers got to play both of them. <laughs> They're just like, all right, man, uh, final boss is actually one team each half. The, Chiefs and, the Chiefs and the Ravens. They're going to have super fresh legs. It's actually super, it's, it's a super disadvantage, but good luck. <laughs> and also, real, just, just real quick, just real quick about the worthiness. This is... One, I don't think you can call the Chiefs a dynasty until they win a third Super Bowl. And two, this is the worst Chiefs team that we have seen Patrick Mahomes be on. So in in terms of And they're still in their sixth straight conference title game. Yeah. Six straight. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a lot of people said that this was, would have been, probably still is Nick Saban's best coaching jobs because of what he had to work with. I think you can sort of apply that same logic to what the Chiefs were able to do up to this point in the season. We've got uh, analysts at our job, and I'm not going to say their name, but if they're right, I will give them the credit later. Because if they're wrong, I don't want you guys to attack this person. But we have a very popular analyst at ESPN who looked at me yesterday and said, L, if the Ravens like play the game that they should play, I think they could beat the Chiefs by like three touchdowns. I was like, what? And he was like, I promise you. like, I don't even think it's going to be close. And so we'll certainly see um what happens but per the l duncan show it will be the ravens winning yep based on just all of the like metrics that we've come up with and you have the 49ers winning just like the graphic uh just like the super bowl graphic is predicting you know you're really good at the full circle moments certainly some full circle moments for some baseball players new group of hall of famers in adrian beltray joe mauer and todd helton Congratulations. You're all going to Cooperstown for exceeding the 75% threshold, right? Um, But it got us thinking about the Hall of Fame. Uh, We'll never be in the Hall of Fame. Well, for sports anyway. Maybe for broadcasting. Okay. Let's be honest. Never that either. We thought we would just nominate things in our lives that are seemingly very obscure things, but that are Hall of Fame items to us. Things that just always are consistent, reliable, and belong in some museum being enshrined for how fantastic they are to our lives. And um, I'll let you start. Give me something that you would nominate for the Hall of Fame, Gary, that most people wouldn't think of. Thank you. We're going to coin this the Unsung Hero Hall of Fame of Things. Okay. It's not the obvious like vehicles or wheels. No, it's things like this. The soft lining on a zipper so you don't scratch your hand when you put your hand in your pocket, that is a Hall of Fame invention. That's a Hall of Fame item because anybody who's rubbed their hand over the course of the teeth on a zipper knows that that's ouchy, especially when it's cold and super dry outside. Yeah. It's a Hall of Fame. I've never thought about that ever a day in my life, but now I'm not ever going to not think about it and think about you. So there you go. Thank you. I chose one. Um, this is for anyone like me who is constantly in the car, has kids, and they're always trying to eat in the car. A sauce dip clip. Now, this is a little thing that you clip right onto your air conditioner vent in your car, and it holds sauces that you might would need for dipping chicken fingers and things like that. You know, if you were one of those people that eat and drives, I would never. Yo, L, how much 
how much sauce are you requiring that you need a specialty holster for your sauce? <laughs> you know? That's the thing. It's not that I always need it. It's that when I do, mm -hmm. yep, that thing no. is so freaking clutch, bruh. And that's the thing no. about these obscure items. They're not necessarily things that you use every single day. It's just right. that because of their invention, it takes a huge load off of your shoulders. And trying right. to balance Chick-fil-A sauces on my lap, I mean, on your lap, hypothetically, if you were to eat right. while you were driving, is not fun. You're and right. this has saved me. Is what's your what's your what, what 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 is your go-to chick-fil-a um dipping sauce it's only so i was always a really big honey mustard girl but Love lately sriracha the sriracha sauce Ooh, is so good yeah yeah that's good okay uh here's my unsung hero hall of fame item everybody knows this item everybody has one or multiple in their homes and i guarantee you nobody has ever paid it any thought in your sink your bathroom sink there's that little hole at the very top of it so when you fill your sink up, okay, and if you forget that the water is running, you step away, it drains the water so it doesn't overflow over the counters, right? This has saved me a number of different times. So shout out to that little tiny hole at the top of your sink that prevents bathroom flooding. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just, when I've seen those, I just thought that was bad craftsmanship. So well done. You just thought, you just thought there was this, this is perfect 360 degree, perfectly cut out hole at the top of yeah. every sink you've ever, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where's the other fountain go? <laughs> yeah, here's when my husband got me because he was tired of seeing, again, going into my car and he would just see my everywhere. He'd be like, what happened? I'd be like, well, my purse fell over and then, you know, everything got dumped out. So he bought me a purse holder for your car. It just hooks around the back of your headrest and you can literally hang your purse on it and it just like drapes across the seat and it hangs and it doesn't move Interesting. hall of fame induction for me i no longer drop things all over the ground and it's fantastic the only thing you have to stay weary of is not rolling down the back window and then all of your stuff flies out of the window and then uh-oh l has to go get a new driver's yeah. license for the 13th time this year true or just l use my passport um this that true true what about this one? Everybody's experienced this uh, when you order furniture that you have to put together, and just the just the thoughtfulness of the manufacturer sending you the Allen wrench, the Allen key to you know the little cute little mm -hmm. handheld thing, so that way you don't have to worry about getting one or if you have a bunch of them, oh, which size is the correct one? So just little gestures like that. That's just a hall. That's just that's just Hall of Fame, all right, um, customer thinking. Um, for our for our furniture manufacturers, and now you get a glimpse of um, the budget I work with when I'm putting furniture together. There you go. I don't. Let's just run through, through a quick a few quick more before we get out of here. Okay. This is a great one. Squeezable sour cream bottles. Nobody uh, has ever in history successfully been able to take yep. a scoop of sour cream and spread it across a taco the way it deserves yep. until the squeeze option. And then you can just perfect like a little caulking gun and you just lay a little little line of sour yep. cream caulking right across your taco Yep. yep. and yep. you're good to go. Yep. I just really wish- How you about would... remote car starters, Gary? Okay. See, that's Stop a look- caulking. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just really hoping you would put the like pronounce the L in caulking. That'd yeah. be that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. But hey, it's well, your show. It's, I mean, the L is silent. The it's L is your, basically it's your show. silent. So hey, it's, it's just it's like your caulking. Show. Yeah. Listen, I wish it's like L those would sinks be that have a hole. They just need to be caulked. 
Hey, I wish L would be silent right now. I I wish the L on this show would be silent right now. Speaking of L's, speaking of L's, I I love socks that do the uh you know, the ergonomically correct, you know, left right. It's just really helpful when you're putting them together. Oh gosh. You know what I'm saying? I just, I need that in my life and I just really appreciate that. Um as I showed you the sock that has an R on it that I took off my left foot. So clearly I really I'm really putting Perfect. that to I'm really putting that to use. Uh, a, a few far. other Hall of Fame inductions, soft closed drawers, always oh, a big yeah. fan of that, especially with kids. The little plastic stick that comes with cheese and crackers. Thanks for helping me spread that across that cracker. That's actually um, really good. Because the cheese is too tough. And if you just dip the cracker in it, it always yeah. breaks. Yeah. A scrub daddy. Big fan. Love that. Okay. Steel uh -huh. wool. I see you cast iron skillets. You need a little steel wool. There's portable phone chargers. There's coffee stoppers. I actually have a little hot plate for my coffee because it takes me an hour to drink it because my kids are crazy. That's also a fantastic thing. And lastly, one I didn't think about, Gary. You ready? Yep. 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 Every single day, unless you put on slip-on shoes, every single day, you do something and you don't even think about that tiny little piece of plastic that's saving your ass. And that is the aglet. I didn't even know that's what it was called. A mm -hmm. shoestring. That little piece of plastic that keeps yeah. it from fraying, yeah. looking raggedy and weird, that allows yeah. you to thread it. Yep. That right there, Hall of Fame induction. It started with a little piece of plastic. The only fray that I get down with is the fray that sings over my head cable car. The most whiny band of all time, by the way. You don't got to go The most whiny band all... Listen, I like the fray. You only like them because they're also from Colorado and I remember. That's right. However, they are the most... I liked their song too, but when you go back and listen to it now and you're not like emotional and sad, he really just whines on every song. Every song is him, please, but it's bad. And if you in the comment section think there's a whinier group, you're wrong. But try me. Damn, L, I didn't think that this was going to be a, a slandering of the fray. Hey, real quick, honorable mention, and this one's for my fellows out there. The little slit in the boxer brief. Unsung hero hall of fame. <laughs> we, we don't got to sit down and yeah. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to up that. I'm going to, I don't know what it's called for men, but for women and like, uh, if they're wearing like, um, Spanx or you know uh, uh, shapewear like or anything like that. It's called a gusset. Yeah, it's called a gusset, and it's a little hole so that you too can pee without having to get fully butt naked to do it. Because if you're wearing like shapewear or anything like that, and you have to like strip, it's bad. But if you have a gusset, you can kind of do your thing. So shout out to the gusset makers because they're right. That is a clutch invention for us ladies. Shout out to the gus. Gary's going to walk up to his girlfriend and be like, hey, girl, let me see your gusset. Yeah. Gusset, baby! Tell plies. Got me speeding in the fast lane, pedal to the flow, man, trying to get back to her gus. <laughs> Pretty Hell Ricky, yeah. let's go. All right. Yeah. Now that we've talked about gussets and aglets and all kinds yep. of things... Um, I will see you on the flip side, folks. Remember to tune in to College Game Day Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We have a really good matchup between number one South Carolina, number nine LSU. This is going to be a huge SEC showdown. Don Damn. Staley, Kim Mulkey, tune in, Gare Bear.
I will. I'll be locked in. We'll have the highlight the next morning on SportsCenter. Well, you know what, folks? If I don't get murdered by this dude that's still staring at me from the other window, then we'll see you next week.